did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? Hello, survivors. Makeshift here. It has been a hell of a year. 2023 kind of starts to finally feel like the world has gotten back to normal. And by normal, I mean all sorts of fucked up in all new ways. But just like the years of COVID, I'm having a very hard time remembering what the hell we did this year, what anyone did this year. It all just starts to go into this one big blur of the last five years or so. So we're going to go over all the things that happened this year in 2023 in the post-apocalypse world. We're not going to go over everything for crying out loud. Then we'd have to talk about wars and famines and all the stinking horsemen of the emboding, boating, emboating, emboldened apocalypse that is upon us. <laughs> anyway, I can't do it myself. So you guys will recognize my guest today. He does his own show on Instagram every Wednesday, Wasteland Wednesdays on his Instagram under the Cosmetic Mechanic. It's Marky Makeup, and he's going to help me to remember all the things. Hi, Marky. Da 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 da. Marky Makeup, your cosmetic mechanic. We are Welcome. live. Here we go. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. You know, you mentioned Wasteland Wednesday. Next week, episode 150. No kidding. 150. Yeah. 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 And, and that's a weekly show. So you're talking about like, you're getting pretty darn close to three years running. We're, yeah. Well, 23. Yeah. So 24. Oh yep. <laughs> and can I just say the last time I was on there, I hadn't really been paying attention to uh, your numbers on Instagram, but it looks like it's working, sir, because your Instagram numbers are up there. We go out uh, every Wednesday live to over 17,000 followers worldwide. Yes. That is amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to uh, see people who connect with the wacky stuff that they may not see uh, in their own neighborhood that we do here, you know? <laughs> and, I, and I mean, you've got your you've got your own theme song, too, which I need to work on. I got to get my own dut da 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 da. No, <laughs> it's, it's more like hold music, but yeah. How are you? How was your 23? How was it? Good? My 20... in, the world of, in the world of Mike Darling? Yeah, my 23 was pretty damn good. Oh, shoot. A 23 on the verge of spontaneous combustion, right? Um, it was a good one. So, uh, I mean, we're going to go over quite a few of these things, but I got to do some really fun stuff. There was some really great post-apocalypse media to watch. Uh, and I'm going to really quick, quickly do a shout out to post-apocalypse media because they, um, put up a, if you haven't listened to post-apocalypse media podcast, uh, they do a lot of the current event stuff. So that's kind of what I steer away from. I don't do a whole lot of current events. Um, you know, I try to stay more like evergreen with the content uh, every now and then I'll do like a review of something new that comes out, but uh, if you're looking for like updates on TV and movies and all sorts of other news that happens in real time, post-apocalyptic media is a great way to go. They've got a full website with some great reading involved, uh, but they are great. And so actually when I was researching this episode, here's what I'm trying to say. I ended up on their website and I went through the podcast they did this year. And just by reading the headlines, I got reminded of a lot of the post-apocalypse stuff that came out. Excellent. Very good. Yeah. So anyway, listeners, if you're out there, they're not really like a sister show, but they are definitely 
friends of this show. That's right. <laughs> uh, and one other shout out while I'm on it, post-apocalypse events. That's uh, Carl Bartoszynski's website uh, that kind of dial, uh, documents all of the live in-person events that happen throughout the year. He's got them all listed and they are for the entire world. Um, and so if you're interested in going to one of these events, uh, some of the ones that we're going to talk about later, you can check that out. And it's at postapocevents.com, I believe is that website. I'm going to double check that. But Marky, where else do you find your post-apocalypse news besides your own show? Oh, boy. Uh, you know, it's all friends and my my algorithm pretty much serves it up at this point. Um, I think this year in particular, we've had a lot of community meetups, a lot of in-person meetups. So that's been, uh, that's been keeping me informed. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say the, uh, all the different Facebook groups that you, you become a part of when you're one of them wastelanders. Um, I got to say the, 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 the fan group, the, the wastelander community is really good at letting you know, like what is great out there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. They bring you the headlines. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I did double check it. It was postapocevents.com if you want to check out all the live in-person events you can go through throughout the year. You can go too. Anyway, so what do we want to talk about today? What's uh let's let's talk about a few of our favorites. Let's go to it. What do you where, where to begin, sir? Where to begin? Where to begin? All right. Well, so I have been so wonderfully gifted with a as being part of a list, a list. And I've heard it called the list a few times. Uh -oh. And this list gets sent out um, some free comic books. Exclusive. And some exclusive. Well, it's not really exclusive. <laughs> the, the list the list is, but the comic books are, they are always available for sale. And I think that might be why I'm on the list is because, you know, we're, we're, we're the people that can help talk about some things. But yeah. I'm excited about this one because one of the comic books that's come in has been a series called Once Upon a Time at the End of the World. And they were coming in kind of like monthly for a little bit. Um, the 10th one came out recently. You've got this too, right, Marky? I've got the 10th one right here if you're, if you're oh my on gosh. the video. If you're on the video style. Yeah. Yeah, show us the front. The, uh, the art artwork is, is fantastic. fantastic. It's oh really my God. nice. Yeah. That nice uh, gradient. And, and just... And just so you guys know, there are some very adult themes that happen in this comic book. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this isn't kid stuff. This is uh, no, it's from, not... from Boom Studios. Um, if you know Boom Studios, you know they have a lot of IP. They have Power Rangers and stuff. But uh, if you get your hands on this one, these are good. They're cute. They're fun. Nice. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I actually put off reading it for a little while just because comic books aren't always my thing. But I finally like sat down, dedicated myself to like, all right, let's get through some of these because, you know, if they're good enough to send them to me, I'll, I'll be good enough to read them. But I got enthralled really into it um, so much so that uh, even though I had misplaced, I think, uh, chapter six, maybe book six, uh, I very quickly ordered it on eBay to replace my missing one so that I could keep going in the series. And now I'm caught up to um to book 10 and i gotta say i've enjoyed the hell out of it it's really good and really surprising in so many ways right it is it's uh almost a refreshing look since sometimes we get our own kind of uh tunnel vision of what we think it is yeah, yeah. what we think you know but the post-apocalypse is right 
Yeah, but I think if you guys give it a chance, you'll find that not only is the story amazing, but the art, just like just like Marky said earlier, is absolutely stellar. So fun. Yeah, yeah. Get yours at Boom Studios there. Yeah. Once upon right, a time. Talk. Once upon a time at the end of the world. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're short, kids. They're comic books. You can handle. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> maybe what, maybe ten or fifteen minutes to read, give or take. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's talk about some of our favorite shows that came out this year. What did you Um, see? Was it light on the show? Kind of a, on the menu? I I think, I I mean, I watched a ton of TV this year, I'll be honest. Um, But yeah, I think the the serving of like post-apocalypse specific stuff was a, a little on the short side. However, the stuff that I did watch was really, really great. Let's start out with Last of Us. Did you get to see that? Dun, dun, dun. Last of Us, I know my household did watch it, but I did. Uh, I had the first couple episodes and then I, did, I didn't return. Hold on, hold Shame on, hold on. on. You said the first couple episodes. You got through episode two and you were not absolutely hooked. Did, or did I see one very long first episode? Was the first episode yeah, like that an might hour be and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. You got to watch I, the second episode. It's one of the best love uh, stories of all time and it's in a post apocalypse show. And it, and it was set in fake Boston. What? Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but uh but yeah, Last of Us was really well produced. So obviously it's it's based on the video game. Um the video game the first video game. Uh it kind of follows a lot of that storyline and they are working on a season 2 that I believe is going to um build off of the second video game storyline. Um but uh, unlike Game of Thrones, the sh- source material is a little short. So I think if the show does well and they keep and it keeps doing well, we're going to end up uh, way ahead or just in different directions from the video game in no time. Uh, I think a lot of uh, things hinge on who is the highest bidder for Mr. Pedro Pascal's skills. <laughs> I think a, a lot of shows and franchises are uh, pursuing his talents. So, Yeah, isn't it crazy how uh, how actors can go from being relatively unknown, uh, I'm talking about pre-Game of Thrones, to being in so much demand. I mean, yep. everyone wants a piece of Pedro right now. Yeah, he seems super nice. And just to just to go off off uh, out, of, out of theme here, if you haven't seen his episode of Saturday Night Live, where they're at the dinner table, holy smokes. Go oh, see. Okay. What, oh, gosh. Go see that. Okay. His episode. Hysterical. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna track that one down. Improv um, comedy, yeah, yeah. All right, so next on my list, uh, The Walking Dead. Have you watched much Walking Dead? All right, you're you're gonna tell me The Walking Dead is still on television? Well, all right. So let me clarify. Yeah, this Ooh, was the it? first year that we did not get a new season of the original Walking Dead. Their last, their last season ended in 2022. And they ended that series. However, there are so many spinoffs and and all new threads to this story that you you there there's a lot of Walking Dead to be devoured. However, oh, there's like the ch- fear of the Walking Dead, children of the Walking Dead, planet of yeah. the Walking Dead. <laughs> it, it, yeah, you got it, you got it. Um, but but check this out. So we. In 2023, we got the finale to Fear the Walking Dead, which was the first spinoff. So now that one's wrapped up. And at the same time, well, I guess a few months later, uh, the Daryl Dixon spinoff started. So it it premiered this fall. I haven't seen it yet, but Daryl was uh, one of my favorite characters from the original show. 
which I did not even get through the original show because it was fraught with um, bad, bad writing <laughs> or bad, I don't know, bad writing or just, just, uh, I don't like the way American television works, which is to spread storylines out, just keep throwing in plot points until you get something that can drive another season so that you can sell another season. I, I'm not crazy about that. I'd rather they just work on one tight story at a time. Uh, and if you don't have a tight story, let the show end gracefully. Um, and so I feel like that happened with, with walking dead almost like right away in season one <laughs> or oh, two, no, no really? season two, because I, I, I got halfway through season two twice and I couldn't do it anymore. Oh, I got up to the, the Negan episode with the baseball bat and then, yeah. That's the one that killed it for you. No, once he, because he, he turns into a good guy and you're like, no, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, hold hold on a second. I do. I love it when like, when shows over time, uh, let characters develop and let them change from one thing to another, like take a next step, find something, find a new direction to go with that character. But sometimes you just want the bad guys to be bad and the good guys to be good. Right. Yes. It makes to, it really easy to follow. And to die at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we just have our bad guys stay dead? <clears throat> Star Wars, please. Come on. <laughs> You've had a taste of Eli's cat oil lip balm on your lips, but now you can have Eli's cat oil all over your entire body. Introducing Eli's cat oil wash bars to help you bathe more and stink less. These sample bags include three bars of all-natural soaps. There's the salt flats made with sea salts, burnt embers with activated charcoal, and Eli's signature scent we call One Last Shot, with the smell of sweet sandalwood bourbon, all in a dirty, rust-stained, uh, decorated gift bag from our ally in survival, Wildling. Eli's cat oil wash bars for when the world is destroyed, but your hands are clean. Available now in the Apocalypse Outpost. Hey, Survivors, Makeshift here to let you know that a brand new 20-minute documentary featuring Wasteland Weekend 2023 Build Week called Keeping the Home Fires Burning is available now on the Apocalypse Post's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash theapocalypsepost. This documentary gives an insider look at how the city of Wasteland is constructed, starting with a empty dirt patch on the edge of the Mojave Desert and ending as the largest party in the post-apocalypse, while celebrating all of the staff and volunteers that make it happen. So check it out now, along with a whole bunch of other videos that we've been posting, including the brand newest three hours on Main Street at Wasteland Weekend 2023. All right. Next one on my list. Oh, do you have any you want to throw in here yet? No, no. Keep going. You're you're a star. Okay. All right. Did you get to see um, the silo on Apple TV? No. Oh. Okay. This one. I don't I know where it came the, from. I have a lot it's... of the apps. I don't think I have Apple TV app. Okay. Yeah. I think I think this the may silo. have been me borrowing a wink, friend's wink. account. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. yeah. Wink. Wink. Uh huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it kind of showed up out of nowhere with no real fanfare, no trailers anywhere. I mean, that's just digital. That's just streaming TV, right? No, they don't do trailers anymore. They just, here it is. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Um, but it was really good. It was really well told. Um, it's a bit of like, oh shoot. Like, do you remember the city of Ember? No. 
Oh, oh, this is actually one of my favorite kind of, I mean, I would consider it a, a bit of a classic like kids uh, post-apocalypse tale, um, but it's definitely like made for children. The silo is City of Ember for adults in a weird way. <laughs> but uh, really good stuff, a whole, like a really clever story. It has a lot of like a Snowpiercer kind of vibe where with Snowpiercer, the richer and more well-off you were, the closer to the front of the train you were, um, and the poor people to the back. Well, with the silo, it's just the, it's kind of the opposite. Like all the rich, well-to-do people are up top, uh, all the, uh, lower class workers end up on the bottom floors. Um, so some really cool, like, uh, statements about society and, and the world and all sorts of things kind of embedded in there. Really good stuff. According to the Google, it says epic, rough, and futuristic. <laughs> What's not to <laughs> it love? Was, it was all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up on my list, uh, Sweet Tooth season two came out. This one's on Netflix. Um, I oh, love the hell out of Sweet Tooth. Oh, sweet too. I, the first season is adorable, right? I didn't get to the yeah. second season, but the first season was very cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the the first season was um a, oh, like a nine out of ten in my book. Just really yeah. well done. Yeah. Um. the The second season comes in a very close second. It you know there's a lot more like disarray, a little bit more confusion as far as like what what the hell is supposed to be going on. Uh, but still, just a really well told story. I I still enjoyed the hell out of it some very very innovative uh makeup effects on that show yeah yeah there's really yeah. cool it's really interesting so they're do, they're doing kind of a perfect blend of practical effects and digital um which i really enjoy that i think if you can be done practically do it that way uh like there's some puppets in there there's a lot of practical effects on the faces mm. mm-hmm. um but then there are definitely some digital effects and i think some full cgi characters am i am i making that up i'm not sure oh i don't know uh, I don't, maybe. actually now, now that I think about it, I, I want to say, oh no, there, I think there's at least a couple of CGI characters cause there's a couple that are pretty outlandish, but maybe not. I, it could just be that good. All right. Last one that I have on my list and I'm hoping you saw this cause I have only watched the first few minutes of the first episode is twisted metal. Did you get a chance to see that? Oh, I did see twisted metal that they just cool. announced at the video game awards. We're getting a season two. That's awesome. It was a very nice. funny thing happened watching Twisted Metal. Uh, remember there was the episode with the thong song and they were fighting amongst the casinos? Well, I, I just told you, I haven't seen the Oh, you haven't seen it. So they're, they're, <laughs> they're fighting amongst the casinos and the thong song by Cisco is playing. And I <laughs> r- remarked to my roommate that Cisco's real name is my real name mark andrews oh just just as that had left my mouth the character says it out loud he says do you know this guy's real name is mark no way it was eerie how it happened i that's i I turned pale as a ghost but yeah another good uh you know race to the thing race back good cars beat him up you know not, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of uh, technical uh, things going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it's awesome. A, so, like um, a, they, they think Chicago is the end of the world. So he races from uh, Southern California to Chicago and hilarity ensues. He thinks Chicago is the end of the world. Like, what does that, that mean? That's like they think that's the 
the East Coast, the f- like the furthest you can go. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I'll probably just have to watch the show because I have apocalypse. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> because because no one knows anything when the world's over. Because of apocalypse. Yes, we lost the maps. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, cool. Yeah, I got to go back and watch that one. I, I actually really enjoyed the few minutes that I had. Um, but what is, I forget what that's on. It's on um, Peacock, NBC. Think, oh, see, that's why. I don't have Peacock. I think I had like a a, a free trial or something. Oh, uh, yeah. It yeah, ran yeah. Out. Peacock's cheap. Yeah. Uh, I know. There's just too many to have, which is the problem that they're all having right now. It's kind of wild. Well, like when you look at this news, like Disney and what? Um, uh the other uh, Hulu are about yeah, to Di- combine into one app. D- Disney, Hulu, and ESPN, but that's yeah. that is a rabbit hole we won't go down today. But yes, we, we wanna... may have less streaming services when we do this show next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be very convenient. I'd rather see more of them combine. I mean, wasn't it great? Remember the golden years of Netflix when they just had all the things because uh, they were licensing everything that you wanted to see, and uh, then everyone put up competing. Uh, uh, apps and suddenly they took their stuff back. <laughs> oh, yeah, the the air is coming out of the bubble. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, especially since, and here we go into some real world stuff. The um, the writers and then the actors strikes happened this year, which led to a kind of a, a a dearth, if that's the right word, of movies. Like I could not think of a single movie that was great and post apocalyptic this year. Uh, certainly was, um, a a bit of a a drier spell in that department. Some things were delayed, but they making up for it next year. Hold on to your hats, everybody. Yeah. You ready for this? All right. So we saw two huge trailers release, uh, within the last few weeks, really like almost back to back, right? We've, we've heard that these two projects have been coming for so long. Uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, Everyone's going to be excited about these two. All right, why don't you why don't you say the first one? First one for me is Furiosa. Here we go, everybody! Oh my God, this trailer! Holy crap! Uh, usually, when they put out a first look at something, it's like a teaser, like a like really just you know maybe one shot, maybe just like a, a title sequence. But no, they gave us a full fledged action trailer, and it looks so good. What'd you think? Um, I think it looks like uh, pure George Miller insanity uh, concentrated this time. Um, you got wacky people, you got characters, you got cars, you got fire, you've got crashes. I will this this time we saw some green, right? We saw yeah. a spot of the green place, which was new, right? Um, but all of his other color gradients were there—the blue and black, and the you know the sand and the sun. Um, the, the characters look as colorful as ever, and here we go. I, so much speculation as to what all this is. I, I, right? It's fascinating. I did a React video over on my YouTube uh, with Agent O, and it's amazing to watch other people's, and they go, oh, XYZ, and I'm like, wow, I thought it was ABC, and it's wild. Oh, wow, yeah. Um Really cool. Now, did you read the comic books, the um, the Fury Road comic well, books? Well, well, well. Where are my video fans? The comic book is right behind me somewhere on this shelf. 
it's been in high rotation <laughs> this week. So yeah, here it is. Um, if you got the individual comic books, there is an extra one. So if you get this one from Vertigo, listen to all the plugs, huh? If you get the the full book from Vertigo, you get a bonus issue in the back that's about the war rig. But yes, yes, I did. Here they are. Amazing. Yeah, they were so good. They had so much like preamble to the movie Fury Road, like kind of explaining a lot of the backstory. And especially it, there's a lot of information in those that you don't pick up on in the book. For instance, uh, there was another brother, uh, another son of of um, Immortan Joe. Um, and I believe that he was called Dementis in the comic books. Uh, I got to go back and reread them now that I've seen the the trailer because I think there's a lot of stuff that kind of overlaps there. Uh, yeah, go back and read that comic book. <laughs> there was another another brother. I, th- this is the name. I, can't, I, I It's quite the name. Did you play the video game, Mad Max? Yes, yes. So I think, but I, think, I, I haven't finished it yet. It it was a little oh bit no, of a grind. Spoiler for you. Uh, yeah, go. It, it, no, it's just slightly hit me, repetitive, but it is. Su- oh gosh, super fun, super easy yeah. to just pick up, and it's not like right. other games that are hard because I'm not good at games. Um, Scrotus is the other was the other. Oh, brother. that's right. So it was that's Scrotus, right. Rictus Erectus, and uh, Corpus Col- Colossum. Yeah, those were oh, the three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So Dementis is all new then. So he might not be one of the Immortan Joe's sons then. No, we, there are, if people want a real deep dive on this, me and Radmax uh, deep dived for about an hour on this trailer over on our Wasteland Wednesday. If you want to listen to us uh, theorize on, um, we believe that there was Gastown Bullet Farm citadel with water and we believe uh dementis his thing was his resource was people oh so that is okay that in that trailer that's little furiosa and he's perhaps uh has people for auction oh okay okay so they're gonna go they're gonna go real deep into the dark side of the post-apocalypse aren't they well yeah Interesting. Well, that's really fascinating. Okay. So yeah, the movie is obviously going to be mostly Furiosa versus Dementis, but we still have, um, we still have Immortan Joe that is very much a part of this. So, you know, obviously Furiosa ends up working for Immortan Joe. I guess we're going to find out exactly how all that happens. How that choice was made. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, I gotta say, one of the things that I noticed a lot of people saying about the trailer was that it was overloaded with too much shoddy CGI, which I found really surprising because when I saw the trailer, I noticed a couple like the only things that really stood out to me was a couple of dust effects um that didn't quite feel natural, but I thought a lot of the the effects were looking very real. Uh, I had a very hard time picking out what was CGI versus not, uh, and I felt like the 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 way that the movie is looking so far matches up very closely with Fury Road. I, what was your impression there? Um, the only every so often did I feel over someone's shoulder look like it may have been perhaps shot on the volume, um, but. They're also kind of, sometimes there was, 
it somebody said it was like Sin City, which is a kind of an obscure reference, but it almost mm. looked like there was like a gloss or a shine to me. Other people were like that CG car, and I was like, huh? I was like, what CG car? I didn't see Oh, yeah, the, the one that rolls but, over, I think, right? Oh, I have no idea. I don't even know to this day what, what people are talking about with the CG. But this is the thing, and I don't know, maybe not everybody's been to a, a San Diego Comic-Con. Sometimes, listen, sometimes this first trailer we get is not done. I mean... We've gotten trailers in the past where it says insert effects here and then you know, it, it cuts to the next thing. So right. uh, I think I, I think it looks great. And by let me tell you, by the end of credits, nobody's going to be thinking about that. I, I, I agree. I mean, they've taken so long with this. It, it wrapped shooting. Was it the beginning of this year or beginning of last year that they wrapped? Um, I forget exactly. Let me see. Furiosa wrapped shooting. I'm going to look this up right now. Do we know if the Mad Max Wasteland movie's done? If what what? The Wasteland movie? The cuz he's going to oh, do a prequel yeah. and a post and a sequel. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that one's next, but I don't think they've started anything with that yet. So I it imagine wasn't like a get... side by side. I don't think so cuz they didn't you know, talk like about they... any casting from that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it was done. Uh, principal photography on Furiosa began June 1st, 2022 and wrapped last week. And this came out October 13th, 2022. So it's been well over a year since they wrapped shooting. So obviously a lot of work has gone into this thing already. Uh, and they're pretty damn sure they're going to have it out by May 23rd, 2024. So it's just a few months away, which is very exciting. Uh, I am absolutely thrilled. I think what did what did you see from the trailer? Anything else? Any other observations? Ooh, well, I love um, the way Anya Taylor Joy looks in this. I think you know, since we couldn't have our original Furiosa, I think she's a perfect choice to step into those shoes. Um, I don't know. It just it looks really fascinating. There's a couple other familiar faces in there. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm still just full of questions, to be honest. What'd you get? We're, we're going to get Rictus, right? Because I think uh, mm -hmm. Nathan Jones is confirmed. We're going to get the organic mechanic. He's going to be in this your, one. My your namesake. Your semi-namesake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, it just makes me wonder who else are we going to see? Are we going to get any, any uh, prequel to Nux? Are we going to see anything from right. the video games? Like, who else is going to be in there? Yeah, because theoretically, this would be taking place, what, like 15 years before Fury Road, give or take? Um, that was one of the other things that um, that stood out to me was they, they painted this as, um, they actually gave a date on it. Uh, let me see. Um, from George Miller. I'm starting the, the trailer right now just so I can watch. Uh, get to the texty parts. <laughs> oh wait, this oh yeah, no, this is forty five years after the collapse. So if this is forty five years after the collapse, then you know when you compare that to the original Mad Max trilogy, um, which happens during the collapse, like Mad Max One was kind of pre-apocalypse. It was definitely like you know, the world was not doing well at the time, but it was definitely pre-apocalypse. Uh, and then you got Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, um, which I had the bombs fallen yet. I forget what they said there, they, but there's a weird time gap. The bombs, I don't think, fall until after Mad Max 2. Uh, 
So I don't know. Anyway, if we're talking 45 years after the collapse, our, our 30 some odd year old Mad Max from the first movies should be in his 70s or 80s now. But of course, he's not because Tom Hardy is not an old man, although it would have been very fitting for Mel Gibson to keep playing the role, I guess. Everybody just have fun, okay? <laughs> I love it. And and that is a really good point is I know that George Miller does want these to be more like stories that are being told throughout the wasteland than actual um, documented events that happened, right? Yeah, the, the quote is uh, campfire tales told by an unreliable narrator. Yeah, and by an unreliable narrator. I like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, perfect. You know, who knows the timeline? Who knows what? Uh, yeah. do, you, do you think we see an origin story or the perhaps the last stand of the Road Warriors? What? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what, do you, what did you see? What did you see? When, when Furiosa touches heads with that person in, in kind of the pit, some would yeah. theorize that that person is a member of a tribe who are the Road Warriors. And where would that come from? That Max was potentially one of many road warriors. Oh, okay. Okay. Like like a well, police that... force. Oh, okay. Well, m- maybe. <laughs> <We're>, Conspiracy like... <laughs> theory. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to, I'll buy that for now. Hopefully we'll see a couple more trailers before the movie comes out. I, I, that's usually how it goes. Um, and we should get a few more clues along the way. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited about this and it's going to obviously be very exciting for, um, all the people that might not know about the Mad Max world. I mean, Fury Road came out. Oh goodness. What is it? 15 years ago already? 20, 2015. Yeah. 2015. No, eight years ago. I got my five and my eight backwards. Um, so eight years ago. So there is a whole new generation that will be kind of watching this for the first seeing Mad Max for the first time in a weird way. Um, especially the younger people that are just getting into watching more adult films. What am I trying to say? Not adult films, adult films. I don't know um, what you're yeah. trying to say. How many people do you think are going to come to Wasteland because of this movie? That's what I'm getting at. Do you yes. remember, uh, were you going to Wasteland weekend in, in 2015? Dun, dun, dun. Um, I am a child of Fury Road. That's why I'm at Wasteland. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So you're one You're one that found your way there because of Fury Road. Yep. And that was a huge boost. A whole, a whole bunch of new people, new creativity, new ideas came out of Fury Road. It really breathed a whole new life into the, into the event. So I think we're going to see a lot of that happen again. Oh boy, 2019 and, numbers. Oh yeah, I, it, potentially it could be. I mean, we're not that far off again. It took a while to recover from from uh, COVID, but you know the numbers are getting back up there. Uh, we could start seeing some 2019 numbers again, which would be really exciting. But here's the best part: here's the best Furiosa part. doesn't have to do it alone because there's another huge oh, no. project on the horizon that a whole other group of post-apocalypse fans is going to go ape shit over. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea, sir. Please tell me. Please <laughs> oh, sell it to oh, me let like me tell a you. vault tech salesman. Sell it to me. 
Hey Survivors, Makeshift here with some very exciting news to share. To show our appreciation for our Patreon supporters who make all of the Apocalypse Post's content possible, we're going to be starting a Patch of the Month Club for everyone that's in our Outlander tier and above. We'll be featuring original and exclusive designs from the Apocalypse Post and the Greater Wastelander community. Members that sign up before New Year's Eve 2023 will be included in our first mail-out in January of 2024. And if you want to donate some patches to the cause, you'll become our featured tribe, business, or survivor of the month that your patch is selected. So sign up at patreon.com slash theapocalypsepost and reach out directly at theapocpost at gmail.com. The Love Bombs provide top-notch outcomes for the most discriminating clients all across the wasteland. When you need executive escort and protection, intelligence analysis, direct action, or other specialized solutions, the Love Bombs provide a bespoke option tailored directly to your needs. Listen to this heartfelt testimonial from one of the Love Bombs' satisfied clients. I hired the love bombs to save my precious pookie pie from them there scabs over yonder. They was fixing to turn his poor hide into jerky. Woo! <laughs> I reckon not a one of those bastards will walk away from this scuffle. <laughs> Goodness gracious, I reckon I ain't ever seen a gun that big. The love bombs will give your enemies a lick and they won't soon forget. Yes, the love bombs. They're polite, professional, and have a plan to kill everyone they meet. The Love Bombs provide complete confidentiality in their free initial consultation. That's right, the initial consultation is absolutely free. Remember, the Love Bombs. Artillery available. <laughs> well, uh, another long-awaited project's coming out, this one on Amazon Prime. And it is going to be the Fallout TV series. If you guys don't know about Fallout, it's a video game series that's been happening since, oh boy, the early 2000s Fallout 1 came out. I don't even know. Um, I first got involved during Fallout 3's release uh, back in 20, oh, 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. Maybe 2007? I don't know. My roommates got it. They started playing. I got hooked. And it is one of the, my favorite games game series of all times um fallout 3 fallout new vegas fallout 4 all fantastic games we won't talk about the other one <laughs> but anyway all that to say uh amazon just released the trailer for that show and i just watched it right before we recorded because i hadn't watched it yet i don't know why i think i was saving it for christmas or something but um i cannot wait Oh my gosh, it is very exciting. Um, I, gee, that little Amazon studio, huh? Boy, look at them yeah. go. Uh, yeah. Now, this definitely looks like uh, some money was spent, doesn't it? It does not oh, look... Oh my God. Uh, uh, one power armor suit was cool, and then in the in the trailer we see, uh, what, five or six lined up walking? Yeah, yeah you're right. And I tell you what, they do not look like they held back... Uh, Everything is, the appearance is spot on. The only thing that can go wrong is perhaps the story, but oh boy, right. is it, oh Lord, does it look good. I mean, it looks, yeah. come to life. And oftentimes, you know, things change and it's like, not like it was, but it looks it's torn right from 
the games. Uh, transparency, Marky is a Fallout 4 baby only. Fallout 4. Oh, Sorry, really? everybody. Um, oh, I no, won't... Fallout 4 was great. That was, a, that was a good one to get into. I think if you were to go back and play 3 and New Vegas, uh, New Vegas especially, I think there's a lot to appreciate there um, as someone that liked um, all three of those. Uh, I have uh, watched some videos about them, um, but I am a PlayStation 4, Fallout 4, Bostonian, towny kind of guy, <laughs> so... <laughs> I did absolutely love making my way around post-apocalyptic Boston in Fallout 4. It was so fun. We got two um, East Coast and then, guys on as this someone who, <laughs> so, I, so I lived in Boston, uh, moved to LA. I was in LA for 10 years. Now I'm in Nashville, but I'm actually excited that the Fallout TV show takes place in Los Angeles. Um, not only will we hopefully see some new Vegas crossover because, you know, the new California Republic was definitely a big part of that game. And you do start in California, I believe. Um, but uh, but yeah, seeing seeing the devastated Los Angeles is always a good time. We've seen it many times in many movies before, uh, but I think the Fallout uh, version of it is going to be fantastic. Um, some people may have played uh, Horizon Forbidden West. We see kind of a, a broken down Southern California in that one as well. That people always like to pick on that Santa Monica Pier, don't they? That poor Ferris wheel. Oh, yeah. Wheel. Well, it's so <laughs> iconic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I my think favorite... it looks great. I think it, it's, it's going to be good. What's your favorite? My favorite part of the trailer was when that old-timey song came on. Yeah. And it really set the mood. Because for a second, you know, I was like, oh, they're just going to go cinematic uh, music. But the biggest thing that made fallout stand out to me in the beginning especially was the juxtaposition of this future post-apocalyptic world that was based kind of in the 50s like 50s modernism um, but it was just playing all this old music so not only were you thinking oh futuristic post-apocalypse but you were the these songs were alluding to like that that time before uh of of peace and prosperity i don't know it's just really cool yeah, so like i love fallout music kind of like an ideal uh Camelot, as they say. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll hear some ink spots and uh, and all those familiar tunes. Oh yeah, uh, um, I, and hopefully they can get the rights to some of the more iconic ones. Like I don't want to set the world on fire. I mean, every time that song came on in my Pip Boy when I was playing Fallout, I was like, oh, this is so perfect. It's just yeah, you know, they might be saving it for us. I think. <laughs> <laughs> they might be yeah because yeah, i didn't recognize the song in the trailer but maybe I'll, I'll i'm gonna have to look that up but yeah well like you said i think they've got the budget to get whatever the hell songs they want yeah <laughs> yeah it's not like they i know some people are have concerns because did they drop the ball on a halo show i guess i didn't i didn't follow that oh yeah i didn't so, watch the halo but, show yeah i just saw guy, so many bad the todd what's his name is in this so there's a Todd. There's Todd who? Is it Todd Howard who does the Fallout games? Is also involved oh, in the oh, show. Oh. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because he's what the um, he's the studio producer for Bethesda. So yeah, he was involved. Um, and so you, and so you hope was, they, um, they'll learn from that Halo mistake. Yeah, and what was it? One of the Nolans. One of the Nolans is in here. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's the it's not Christopher. It's the other one, right? Yeah, Jonathan Nolan. All right. So yeah, he's in there. Um, and, uh, you know, the Nolans, they can do things really well. They can also screw things up royally. Um, but I don't know. Just from what I've seen so far, it just looks like they really treated this the right way. 
Um, and I, Malton I think Goggins. It'll be good. I think it'll be good. Yeah, funny. Not the first. Uh, not the first time he's played. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maze Runner was he not also a post-apocalyptic zombie in the Maze Runner oh. series? <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I didn't recognize him in there. So yeah, maybe. He, yeah, he was kind of a. You remember Maze Runner? The the kids. Was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I, a, I enjoyed the why a young adult, as they say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Wow. Oh, fun. <laughs> Fun, fun, fun. All right. Yeah. He looks great as the ghoul. Um, you know, the ghoul makeup, that's, that, I felt like that was going to be really tough to pull off because if you try that on a real human face in real life, uh, you just can't fake that you're missing a nose very well, right? Makeup can add something to any one angle, but it, it really has a hard time with three dimensions and just making someone's nose disappear. But now CGI is at the point where we can actually do it. So, whereas I feel like some shows wait too long. Like I think Halo came out probably way too late, although the technology definitely helped. I think Fallout, the show, probably waited just long enough for CGI to be at a point where it'll actually work. Yeah, I think they're uh, striking while it's hot. And my, I, I think we're going to have fun with it. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Oh, Get out your it's going to be a blast. Get on your vault suit. Yeah. <laughs> and... And the great thing about a TV series, I mean, if this is Amazon, we're probably looking at a good eight or 10 or maybe even more episodes. So that should be carrying us. I forget if Amazon drops one episode at a time or if they drop everything, they probably drop everything, but either way you can stretch it out and make it last a little bit if you want. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how they, did they do the boys one episode at a time? I think they did. Oh, they might have. Oh, so they'll probably do that with this then too. Yeah, Cause I think, maybe. I think a lot of the streaming services are going to start going back to here so that you have to, you know, keep your subscription going for longer. Yeah, You can't do a free trial deal. Yeah. Yeah. And just binge the whole thing. I mean, binging is wonderful, but, but almost, I would almost rather they drop one episode at a time for this one so that it becomes a conversation that goes it on g- and gives becomes you like time a part to of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps yeah. everybody on the, on the same page. Right. And then, yeah. Talking about about each episode is is such a big part of like big shows like that it is almost a lost art of sorts yeah all right so even though that's a tv show that does end our movie section uh i got nothing else for movies i'm it's just really weird well if we can just askew ever so slightly there is a sequel to dune coming out and some people here who listen may be interested in the sequel to dune looks looks more the same to me but uh, I mean, a space fashion show. But uh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> when for did Dune? It. Did Dune come out this year or last year? The first one. The first one came out December uh, last last year or the year before December. No, I feel like it was a while ago now. December twenty one. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so, have they dropped anything about the next one? Yeah, oh yeah, Dune yeah, came we... out in two thousand one. It's been a while. Uh. No, 2021. Um, We got, we did. We just got a trailer a couple weeks ago. There was the, there was was the video game thing that I think we got trailers and there was like a whole bunch of Comic Cons all in the same weekend. And I feel like that's why all this was bubbling up. Mm, But also, you know, the, uh, you know, the SAG strike embargoes are lifted so they can start talking about their, their projects again. So, you know, they yeah. push they push that little Timmy Chalamet in front of every camera. So 
<laughs> yeah. All right. So they so we do have three trailers out. I got to go back and watch these. I haven't seen them yet. I did enjoy Dune. I was not familiar with the source material. So mm. uh, I have to admit, Dune 1, while I enjoyed the hell out of it, was mostly just confusing for me. Um, I had imagined it would be. You didn't you haven't seen the 80s one yet with uh no. Sting, with Sting? No. Oh boy, that is a it's a grisly weird one, but give, give really? yourself listen. We're going to here we go. Full circle. Kyle MacLachlan in the Fallout TV show was in the 80s Dune. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Well, I have to go it? back and watch all of this stuff now. Um yeah, uh don't don't watch that 80s one with the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one it's a weird one uh but yeah okay it's it's gonna be another work of art the, the dune sequel all right and um that comes out march 1st oh my gosh this spring yeah. is yeah. just gonna be fantastic march april may so we got dune in march fallout tv series in april furiosa in may holy crap um 2024 sound is sounding pretty good to me no no rest next year get your podcast ready fire it up Fire it up. Post post episode chat with makeshift. Here we go. <laughs> Got uh, non-live entertainment out of the way. Let's talk about some of the events that happened this year because between us, we went to at least a handful of them. Um, let's see. Early 2023, nuclear winter. I have not been to one yet, but I think you might have been. I sure did, and I'm very excited for the next one. Nuclear winter... Uh, Put on by your friends at Uncle Zeke's. If you if you want to know more about it, ask ask your friend with Uncle Zeke's. Um, fantastic, held at a Ren Fair. Uh, it's very nice. There's reception. You don't have to write someone a letter. You can uh, just text where your friends are and hang out with them. Um, there's contests and food meetups and pub crawls. It's it's a very much uh, just put up your tent kind of a thing and hang out. Gotcha. So it's a bit more of like a like a regional style event. Uh, you you could than... call it a, a regional burn if you would. Uh, yeah, it's a little. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of SoCal based or California based. Um, and All right. It's it's a good time. You roll up Thursday and you pack out Sunday and you leave with some wacky memories. Oh, very nice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I need to make it to one of those at some point. It's just uh, just too far away, man. And. Uh, can't can't do them all all right next one up is oklahoma's own atomic falls that happened in the spring i haven't been to that one either and that's a shame because it sounds like a blast that one along with aftermath down in alabama um they've been going strong i actually just heard from a couple people that went that said it was a blast although i heard they got some rain and maybe it got a little cold but that makes it a little bit different than wasteland weekend right because yeah, yeah bundle uh, up. you know yeah, it's, I mean, you know, there's definitely post-apocalypse stories that take place in the cold, so uh, why not? Why not? Absolutely. I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of like the road, you know, because it, it's very wintry and very wet. Oh, um, the postman. Yeah. Uh, detonation over at Uranium Springs and Festival of Ash uh, happened this year. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen, um, they a, a bunch more of like photos and videos have been coming from uranium springs and that city has grown so much so the thing they do there differently 
is you can put up a permanent structure. Uh, I think it's just, you know, you pay like a yearly fee for a plot, uh, very much, you know, a, a, a post-apocalyptic version of uh, capitalism, not cap, not capitalism, just government, <laughs> like land ownership. But anyway, yeah, you can rent a lot rent a plot and you can put a building up or, or have your caravan camper, uh, just there. It's really cool. So anyway, that city stays there all year round. You don't need to show up and build anything. You just bring, you know, your supplies and you've got a spot to camp at. Yeah. And I hear it's like, I I've never been, and I don't know all the details, but you can kind of go work on your camp, work on your build year round. Whenever you, yeah, you just, you just talk to what's his name and he says, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just old, good old. What's his name? <laughs> who is it? Who runs it? Reverend right? Lawless. Yeah. Still, yeah. Still Reverend Lawless. Lawless. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's, yeah. he's the top man. I know he's got a whole um, support structure in place now. So he's got a, you know, kind of a crew that helps him manage things and make all the rules and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I know they do like open build weekends from time to time. Uh, Reverend is actually trying to build himself a permanent structure on site. I think maybe so that, you know, first off, there's a little bit more security. Second, I think he just loves it there more than the real world. And third, so that, you know, he can do more like open invites and let people onto the property as often as they need or want to go, or as often as he wants people to hang out with. <laughs> Cheers to it. He is, he's building his own Neverland there. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pox Eclipse up in Pennsylvania happened over the summer. It looks like they had another wonderful event. And um, the fellas, the mites down in Australia, they pulled off another Pox Eclipse. I forget if this was the first one or the second one. I know that they had their first one got canceled, I think, because of COVID's COVID stuff, but they pulled it off this year for sure. Uh, and it looks like it was wonderful. They were actually supposed to come on the show and talk about it. And guys, if you're listening, uh, we need to get back on that. We had a little bit of trouble with scheduling because of the time difference. <laughs> that, that was the biggest thing, but yeah, oh, we, yeah, we yeah, got to talk yeah. about some pox eclipse. Yeah. yeah. Um, and let's see what else, you know what? Let's go back to the spring. Yes. Neotropolis wasteland weekends, cyberpunk sci-fi event. Uh, I went for the first time. This was your first or second? This is my second time. I've been I've been to all of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are you are so old school. <laughs> uh, well, what did How you think it? as a newbie? Oh, let me just tell you. First I'm off, listening. not tell only me, was please. it my first year. Yes. It was not only my first year, but second, I was not volunteering in video crew this time. I just went as an attendee. Mm. So I had 100% of the time to just go around, enjoy things. I still carried a camera around. I took mostly actually photos this year. Um, didn't shoot a whole lot of video. I was just trying, you know, kind of doing my own thing. Um, but my God, I was floored. It was so good. Way, way better than I expected. And, um, you know, I, I knew that people said it was really fun and different and neat. Uh, I did not realize how into it I was going to be. Like, it was just a blast. Did you deliver a pizza? I did not deliver a pizza. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know what the pizzas were until it was way too late. <laughs> well, they're just a pizza unless, you know, something else happens. <clears throat> yeah. Um yeah. I had many pizzas. I of course had my space again for the second year. Um, my little uh ripper dock airbrush cube in Mega Block One. So I had I was Love the it. recipient of many pizzas. <laughs> and uh, my my thing was a stop on 
some people, I was included in some of the quests. So you came and you got a tribe airbrush stencil, um, or you had to come get airbrushed um, as part of a, a timed quest uh, once on Saturday morning. So it was super fun from that point of view. Like I was still volunteering, but it felt more make-believe volunteering than yeah. like, like, act like re really volunteering for you when you crack the whip <laughs> on me. No, I'm kidding. Um, like fun, nonsensical, silly things, a little more yeah. spontaneous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, it's good. It's that a good was... one. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts about it was there was a lot of silliness. And uh, the fun thing was, the sillier it was, the more seriously people took it, which was kind of fun. Like people just really dove in and just gave it their all. And, you know, just like Wasteland, you can you can choose to participate in character or out of character doesn't really matter. Um, I think and you can I think you stole some toasters. Do you want to come clean on that? because <laughs> i think yeah, i saw you yeah. sneaking around now that the event is over i don't mean to throw oh you God. under the bus or anything but oh well thanks yeah I just call I me out real sneaking. quick i saw you sneaking around oh yeah well there was there was all right there was one booth um i forget it was uh, i think it's bunny just in a different character Bunny's one of the people that have been going to wasteland forever um, and she was offering like a bounty for every toaster you could bring her. And the crazy thing was, I don't, I don't think she had it fully figured out because you could technically bring the same toaster back over and over and over again. And as long as she was convinced, she was convinced. So, um, people were running around, grabbing a toaster, bringing it over to her, getting their little chit stamped. And then, you know, you bring the toaster somewhere else, or you could set it free by putting it in toaster jail, which is odd that you would put a toaster in toaster jail to set it free. There was something about that. Some wonky storylines. I don't know. It was so fun, though. Toaster Jail was right next to me this year. So there was a lot of like, anytime I'd, I would see out of the corner of my eye as I was airbrushing, you know, shuffling feet and somebody reaching in to snatch up a toaster. <laughs> right. <laughs> did you get thrown yeah. in jail jail by the Sentinels? Uh, I did not. I somehow managed to stay out of trouble with the Sentinels. Oh, okay. uh, but man, well. they were so fun to watch. They they were good. They were good. Yeah. Uh, yeah what else? Such a blast. What else did you do on your first year? It was it was a little warm this year, wasn't it? It was a little bit more what? Warm. Warm. Yes, it was warmer than expected because yeah, the the weather said it was going to be pretty damn cold, um, but as it turned out, it was almost as hot as Wasteland, which was right great for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I had started to. Uh, to take all the, the cool jackets and hoodies that I had airbrushed and modified and uh -huh. that light up. I had started to hang them in the back of my, my mega block one cube as set dressing to at least show that they existed. <laughs> Get them out of my tent. <laughs> at least I'm not going to wear them. They can sit here as a set dressing. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, at, it, at I, night it was fantastic. Did you see the band? Oh. Did you see nightclub? Um, I saw bands. I don't know who exactly I saw, but I wandered that way several times and it was really fun. The core is, was such an interesting stage because so cool, it's, huh? it's not like a, it's not a two dimensional stage. It's not like they're just up there in their proscenium stage. Uh, it is wrapped around the audience. So when you're in there, you're kind of in the dance floor dash audience space. And then the band is all around you. Um, it was just really neat. It didn't look like much in the day, but once the sun set and the lights turned on and it got a little dusty out there, uh, it was really cool. Yeah. Neotropolis is really a thing that comes to life at night, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. But not to say that the day wasn't fun because especially in the mega block areas. Oh yeah. Um, oh, my mega block is busy. Mega block is yeah. rocking 24 <laughs> seven. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Uh, but yeah, tons of fun. Um, I love the density of it. It definitely brings out that like, like, you know, Tokyo or New York or Chicago, like dense city yep. vibes, yep. um, which is very appropriate for a cyberpunk. Um, and yeah, I gotta say, I cannot wait to go again. So I'll be there this year once more to Neotropolis 3. Here we go. Yeah. All right. And uh, of course, the last festival we have to talk about, Wasteland Weekend. How was it for you this year? Did you go? What? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a... Yes. Oh, boy. Yes, I went. <laughs> I haven't missed one I haven't missed one since, well, I missed 2010, but I haven't missed one since 2011. Uh, Um, Well, I didn't know you missed one. Huh. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was flawless. Yeah. I I had a lot of fun. I had, I caused so much shenanigans just on Wednesday. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm good. That's a wrap. I could go home now. I caused so much trouble. Um, This one, it felt like four times the shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot going on. Um, it's really hard to remember everything. Cause I think this year I averaged the least sleep of ever. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. I so was you just, were out late. I, you know, I, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. I was waking up a little bit earlier and staying up just a little bit later, uh, every day. And just, um, it was, it was a blast. I, but I definitely feel like, you know, the lack of sleep l- led to, uh, some incomplete, Memories. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, just how it happens. Just how, just how it happens like that sometimes. So, um, so you have to go back in your camera and, and look, relive it. Then. Well, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> that always uh, helps. Actually, it really helps, especially when I'm thinking about something from years past, because my camera is my memory. Like, uh, you know, especially before maybe two or three years ago, I didn't put the camera down very much. Um, and now I, I kind of, you know, run the crew a little bit more and shoot a little bit less. So they're less simpatico as, as they used to be, or that's not the right word. I'm not worried about it though. You know what I mean? Um, I caused some shenanigans with a thing called JetBlue. Did you hear about it? No. Tell me about JetBlue. Oh no. So I guess, uh, JetBlue was a big rumor um, in 21 and then it kind of, everybody thought it was the flight crew doing it cause it was jet blue, right? It's a, it's a plane joke. And so it's a, it's an ordinary joke. It's an ordinary joke about planes. And so eventually I just decided if people think it's us, let's just do it. So I just did it. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we shook it up. We shook things up with it because, because I found out (laughs) on Thursday that it wasn't me and the people who it was wanted it back. (laughs) No way. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) So a lot of, uh, as the dominoes fell day by day, um, uh, I, I see there was a bit of a target on me for co-opting JetBlue of which, um, of which I, to this day, have no idea who the original JetBlue is, and it's very huh. exciting. 
Um, but uh, I, I, I think I'm circling the drain, if you know what I mean. I think uh, my, <laughs> my character is in trouble for co-opting JetBlue, and uh, that's, uh, the season finale that's may hilarious. be so coming is, on this story. Dun, dun, dun. And is that going to be ongoing? Like, does that continue next year? I feel like it's been going on since 21, this mysterious JetBlue. Oh. Um, oh, okay. And it is, yeah, it's gone on year after year. Here's, there's your little jet blue here. If you're on the, if oh, you're on the see, video, let me see. Let me see. Here he is. I can barely see it, but I think I'll be able to see it better when. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bring it. Oh, so literally, jet blue. Yes, because it's blue not red. That's jet. Yeah, a jet. <laughs> no, that's a jet blue. that's blue. <laughs> blue. That's um, jet. And yes, and then I had patches, and I had the whole machine going. And uh, oh, yeah. Wednesday night, I made the big announcement at the uh, at the green carpet at the Skullduggers, and it just blew the it just knocked the first domino over. So we'll see how this okay. plays out. I'm not sure. Who okay. knows? All right, cool. I, well, I fear for my character's safety for the shenanigans he's done. Dun dun dun. Very. <laughs> uh, and that's not the only shenanigans you're going to do. Now, you brought the White Crow back this year, right? Oh, no, I did, but it never got into play. So everybody get mad at me. Everybody what? get mad at me. It, it, you... no, nobody kind of snatched it up. It kind of just chilled at the flight crew. What? Really? The, the White Crow, I'm really... still, he's still up for grabs. Oh, so he was there the whole time and no one got it? No, but I don't. I don't know if everybody... Kind of knew how to use the thing, and so sometimes yeah. it was there, sometimes it wasn't. It the whole JetBlue oh, thing you. became <laughs> became that a, priority a for you. Yo, gosh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the okay. flight, the flight crew. We had an enormous uh, symbol that could also be stolen. Uh, we're very creative over there, so we really kind of had a lot of a lot of riffraff. But rest assured, nice. the crow. And the windmill, the wind god, are all in good, uh, all in good hands. Okay, good. So we'll see the white crow back. Excellent. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you at least put it back into play, even if it didn't get played with. So, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe someone will steal it at Nuclear Winter. Oh, is it going to be there? Dun 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 <sighs> drama. There you go. All drama. right, challenge. Challenge goes out to everyone that's going to Nuclear Winter. What shenanigans did you get into? Because. Um, I mean, I remember some, but I'll let you tell. Oh I'll let you tell the ones you. For, you must. Oh you had a million yeah. shows, right? You had open mics. Well, that was, you had yeah, performances. I, I think, yeah, this year I got I got less into shenanigans than I did into into doing the performances. So um, I reprised well the Dukes, and I reprised our "fuck it, fake it" performance for the mm-hmm. um, Wednesday night variety show at the rec room. Um, uh, me and Shodire and Feather Edge hosted kind of like an acoustic music afternoon at the um, at the uh, Dauntless Express Coors Bar. Uh, so every every day we were doing like an acoustic set of music, and we made it a bit of an open mic. So if anyone wanted to show up and play, they could. And that that was very successful. I, I loved the hell out of that. Um, it was just really nice to just go and relax in the afternoons. It's a shaded spot. We provided. Um, uh, some coffee and some Gatorade listed as definitely not piss, uh, <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> which was fantastic. It was, it was, um, recycled electrolytes like my commercial. Um, and, um, and then we also did the Dukes of the new USO show open mic. Um, that one was very chaotic getting it ready. Uh, but it ended up going off really well. I was very happy with it. 
Uh, so yeah, it was a lot more like performance styled stuff this year than, than actual shenanigans. I don't think I stole a single relic this year. Um, and I didn't do many missions, although I did, I did, um, drop off like 70 pieces of mail that were going out to patrons, uh, at the, at the WCC post office, like day one before the post office was even open. And I was just like here. And the funny thing was because it was Wednesday, didn't, they didn't have a whole lot of mail that needed to get delivered right away. So they actually started delivering like right away, like first thing, yes, right after yes. the gates opened. Um, so I started seeing, you know, my mail get delivered so fast. It was really cool to see that in action because I haven't sent a whole lot of mail before. Folks, great. in addition to delivering mail, you yourself, listeners, can write mail so that we can keep the mail economy flowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And best part is sending a letter is free. They don't send packages, though. Just so you know. Oh, yeah. Somebody was sending yeah, potatoes this year. Who is doing potatoes? If I got another potato in the mail this year. Ay, ay, ay. Did you get some potatoes? Yeah, I, I think, kept getting uh, I potatoed. Think... I, th- I think the official uh, size requirements is that it has to be smaller or equal to a potato. Is <laughs> The Dead Raider Jerky Company is expanding to new territories, and we've got a whole new line of products your dirty feet are going to love. Those raiders thought they could hide from us. Instead, they're giving their hides to us. Introducing Raider Rugs. These short-haired leathers will beautify the entry of your hovel or can be used as an unwelcome mat to let all the raiders know they can't just walk all over you anymore. It's you who's going to be walking on them. Raider rugs are 100% natural, come in various sizes, and are completely unique, and so may contain stab wounds, bullet holes, scars, burn marks, or tattoos. The skinny raiders will make a good runner for a hallway or the end of your bed, and the larger raiders are great decorative area rugs. And for every Raider rug purchase, we'll go out and kill another Raider, which is just good business economics, and you'll be helping make the world just a little bit safer for all peaceful wastelanders out there. Dead Raider Jerky Company's Raider Rugs. We've got skin in this game. Uh, Listeners at home, Mike Darling is coyly dancing around his most major achievement this year. I wonder if he's going to tell us about his participation in Thunderdome. Is he? (laughs) (laughs) Did he get hit on the head and forget? Oh, man. All right. So this this goes into my like top five accomplishments of 2023 for sure. How modest and shy he was about this. Top five accomplishments? Do you want to tell us what the other four are? The other four? No, I'm not. No, those are unrelated. Unrelated. uh, (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, okay. go ahead. Uh, What was it like? You set a scene. You're in line. You bribe your way to the front. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you have butterflies? Um, Yeah, definitely. It felt like standing in line for a roller coaster at Six Flags in a lot of ways. Um, you know, the anticipation's there, you got some adrenaline, you got some endorphins, you got all sorts of like weird chemicals running through your brains, veins, brains, both. Oh, you and, only have um, one brain. <laughs> <laughs> brains, you know, you brains. get the brains. Yes. You can have brains. multiple brains. Yeah. Yeah. The brains, like a uh, scarecrow wanted some brains. <laughs> no, zombies want brains. Scarecrow wanted one brain. <laughs> So, um, all right. So yeah, walk it. All right. Well, let me start back here. Uh, 
Adept really wanted to fight in the Thunderdome. She was looking for someone to fight. And I, I was not volunteering myself initially because, you know, I, I weigh her by 50% easily. Um, but then she eventually just straight up asked me, would, would you like to fight me in the Thunderdome? And I was like, well, I'm not going to not take you up on the challenge. So yes, let's fight in the Thunderdome. And we decided let's try to make it a big thing. So we put out all the, all the press and the photos and the whole deal. And we, you know, tried to do like a team Farlander team Dukes thing, which didn't take off quite as much as it did back when it was uh, beans versus adept. But do you know, there's the probably some really good reasons for have, that. I, somewhere I have that. The beans versus adept. No, the paper, the, the big paper of you two face to face. Oh, cool! So I didn't, oh, that's I didn't right. Stand by my props. Oh, my I props yeah, for, I've, got, I've got my visuals for the podcast. Silly me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Yes, but I do remember right. there was propaganda and things. You oh hyped yeah, it up real yeah. big. What was on the line? Yeah. Anything or or nothing? Okay, so so yeah, in in the lore, uh, last year the Dukes had sent. We we always do like a gun running mission for you know, people to run guns and they can earn guns or caps or whatever else. Um, and so we have this gun crate that we would send to another tribe. And then the next mission of course would be bring it back. Um, and the first, maybe not the first time, but one of the times that this gun crate went to the Farlanders, Bridger, who is pretty much always in character out there and loves to improvise, um, told these two, uh, starry eyed, uh, first years, I would see the guns and made them open the case to show off the goods. And of course, when they opened the case, it was empty because no one wants to carry around a bunch of heavy stuff all day. So <laughs> anyway, he, he made them take the case back to the Dukes, fill it with guns, and then return uh, with everything in there. And so we we decided to turn that into some of the lore, right? The Dukes sent, um, you know, tried to cheat on a shipment. Um, uh, the, and then we said that the Farlanders underpaid us for that shipment um, basically, you know, they, they didn't pay their full bill. Uh, the Farlanders said, well, they're not going to pay the full bill because, you know, it showed up empty the first time, blah, blah, blah. So we made that part of it. Um, and of course the fight was over who was actually at fault. So being as, um, things went the way they did, uh, the Dukes were at fault for not putting guns in, um, and, and we don't get the rest of our payment. That's pretty much where it's at. But also, um, because I got absolutely destroyed in the Thunderdome, uh, Adept Whoa, now has alert. our war. <laughs> I know. Just skip ahead, why don't you? Well, I've talked about this on the show before. Um, teasing, teasing. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Adept currently has the War Chief's hat, uh, which they they basically have run of the Dukes for huh. the off season, which they haven't done anything with that yet. She has not made any proclamations or anything. So, what was it like? You, so you're in Thunderdome, you get in front of the oh, line, yeah. you get strapped uh -huh. in. I'm sure that was cozy. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, you're the, the line is electric and yeah, you, you can bribe your way to the front of the line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. There's multiple ways to do it. The best way to do it is to bring an unopened bottle of booze. And here's the thing. There are tears because the girl who is bribing right in front of me had like a plastic bottle of like some pre-mixed margarita or something like that mm. and that did not get her mm -mm. a choice spot in line she went to the back of the bribe line meanwhile i had a by, by oh, tears shoot. he means levels not people crying yet 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had brought, I forget exactly how much it cost, but it was probably like a $30 bottle of um, this like hickory barbecue whiskey or something like that. So it was something a little special. And basically we get to select exactly our spot. So Adept didn't want to go first, but we didn't want people waiting there because a lot of people wanted to go just to watch the fight. So I had told people we're going to go as early as possible. So we decided we're going to go fifth. So that's where we lined up right at fifth. So the better your bribe, the more choice you have in your placement. So anyway, folks, the fences were sold out. Okay. The people <laughs> were hanging from the rafters, literally at Thunderzone, Thunderdome. It was three yeah. people deep. I was there. I witnessed uh, it. Oh my God. It was so fun. All right. So, Next up, you go through a few steps before you even allowed inside the dome. First off, you take off all your accessories, your oh, bags, yeah, you, your you pins, get, your sharp items. Yeah, get ready. You get of, down you know, to just, parts. yeah, all the loose comes off. You're down to basically just, you know, some comfortable, simple layers. Um, and then Thunderdome crew, or, or I should say Death Guild, they're walking you through each step and they're kind of like giving you a little bit of information along the way. It's fantastic. Like you really feel like they're, well, not taking care of you in a way because they're putting you in some really dangerous situations, but they're making sure you have the best chance of survival <laughs> every step of the way. And um, and then you get to the edge of the dome and they say, all right, someone's going to come get you. Once they do, you are theirs. You do what they say. You go where they where they tell you to go. You put your hands where they tell you to put your hands. And by the way, if they accidentally touch your junk, just know that it's not personal. And I was like, oh right the strap because they put you in a harness yeah so it's, it's that's the next step snug uh like mountain climbing what it looks like yeah it's kind of like a mountain like a like a rock climbing harness in a way mm. um but yeah so someone does come over they grab you they literally like you know either have take you by the arm or by your by your belt or something they just grab you they take you bring you to a place uh they strap you up with the with the strap and you've got one chance to make sure that your parts are where you want them for the fight because i was like shimmying a little bit and she was like do you need to redo that i was like nah, i think i'm good she's like because if you don't now you will regret it later and i was like Right. And I just <laughs> made my quick adjustment. Um, but then the next thing is one fight ends and your fight's about to begin. So they tear someone off of the bungees. They bring you in. They strap you into those bungees. It's all super fast because they have this down. It's a well-oiled machine. Um, and just within moments, you are... Th they throw a bat in your hand. And for those of you who don't know, uh, it is a foamed protective... like wooden bat kind of like a larp bat in a way it's like a they stick shove in your with hand. a pool noodle right yeah yeah that's pretty and much a, it like yeah. a sock <laughs> basically yeah. yeah 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 so so they're like you know kind of safe you could i would feel good about handing these to a couple seven-year-olds and saying go beat up your brother you know what i mean Wow, so there's uh, the, the makeshift babysitting service for you <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, next up is um, you've got your bat in your hand and then two ginormous people pull you back uh, and and the guys behind you on the gears, they're cranking you up. So you're in the air. Your feet don't really touch the ground because of the bungees uh, and they pull you back and they let you go. And then suddenly you are just face to face with this screaming demon of, of a woman who is so well practiced in the arts of Thunderdome battle that um, you're lucky you can maintain your bowels. 
That is uh, so flattering uh, to call your opponent a screaming demon woman. Uh, tell the viewers at home, what is what is their record in Thunderdome? <laughs> well, I'll start off by saying Adept is one of my best friends. We've gotten really close over <laughs> the last couple of years because she lives right up the road from me here in Nashville. Uh, she's she's in a little town called I'm not going to say it because um, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she would want me to say it. But uh, but yeah, about a half hour outside of Nashville. And um, she, um, bef- prior to this, was 3-0. and mm-hmm, And this yeah. was her fourth fight. And, and so, after you fought this screaming demon later, what's her record now? Yeah, it's, it's 4-0. and She's got 4-0. Yeah. I'm, uh-huh. I'm now 0 and 1, um, which, you know, I, I, I might bring up like the 2003 Red Sox right about now. Just saying, you know, they were down by a little bit too. <laughs> I don't even know if that was the right year. What was the year they finally won the, the uh, World Series I, again? I do believe it was, that was 2004, uh, 86 years after what, 20, uh, 1919, 1912? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 2003 Red Sox was about right. Uh, I would have played with it whether it was that year or the year after. But, uh, but yeah, this was my losing year. Uh, next year, I will win the championship. Oh boy, oh boy. The hat is on the line. Get ready. <laughs> it was honestly, it was such a blast. Uh, Adept was crazy. Like, you know, she she told me before we get in the Thunderdome that she uh, blacks out in the Thunderdome and does wow. not know um, what is happening in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I knew that it was going to be a challenge. I knew that my chances were low. And of course, every time a guy fights a girl in the thunderdome the audience generally wants wants the girl to win and rightfully so so uh yeah i i knew my chances were really slim i was still surprised just how demolished i got um i will say this as a person who was covering uh the exterior as a journalist a volunteer journalist member um uh, you describe adept as being possessed by a demon upon their <laughs> exit during their exit interview. The lipstick was flawless. Not a lash was out of place. <laughs> Looked as if they had just left the green room. Perfect hair, not flustered, not out of breath. You on the other hand, whew. Really? <laughs> is that how? Is that how it went down? <laughs> I'm just letting you know, professional uh, Thunderdome assassin, that right there. Okay, okay. Um, I will say that one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was right after when they kind of like you know shoo you back out of the yes. Thunderdome, and then you get your clothes and and your bags and stuff, and you put that back on. Um, you had someone there literally grabbing people and bringing them over to you. And that, that was really cool too. Like, oh, this is what we're doing now. Cause you do not have your brain firing Mm-mm. at that point. The Mm-mm. Thunderdome takes everything out of you. You cannot do anything. But when someone says, hey, come this way, you're just like, okay, that's where I'm going. Um, I, I got a whole production team out there. Okay. That's one of my favorite gigs. I love that. But um, it was super cool. You know, you feel like a million bucks when someone says, hey, come this way. Your interview is waiting for you. You know, like that felt great. Um, And uh, yeah, it was it was a blast to do the interview. Do you have um? would you happen to have a Thunderdome um, video coming out this year? Uh, uh, Yeah, maybe I do. Do you? 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't shoot much of the Thunderdome this year, but uh, obviously when I, um, I've been working on getting the, um, the highlights reel edited. um, And when I do, there's a ton of amazing Thunderdome footage to put in there. Um, I think my, to talk about my YouTube, I think I'm going to do cars, uh, the, the various car stuff I shot into a video, Thunderdome, um, Uncle Zeke's Bar Crawl and Spicy Boys. And then I think I have one more video, but oh, both, both the green carpet and the red carpet. So I think those are going to be my four major videos coming out. That's fantastic. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. All of those. You've been putting together some really cool stuff. What is your YouTube? Let everyone know. Oh, it is The Cosmetic Mechanic. That's that's the YouTube stuff. If you want to see more of the, the Hollywood body paint kind of Comic-Con stuff, that's Marky Makeup. Uh, Marky Makeup. Um, but The Cosmetic Mechanic is the YouTube channel for just wastelandy things. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Well, I we do need to kind of wrap up because uh, I've got some holiday planning to do. But before I do that, um, we have talked about you designing a patch for the upcoming patch of the month club. Ooh, and I do want to just, I want to talk about this real quick. And I love that you're down for making a patch because, um, on my Patreon, I've got a bunch of different levels and, um, it's all like per upload. So, you know, if you, if you're in there as, as a dollar, it's a dollar per upload. I only charge four max a month, I think. Some months have five. So every now and then there'll be a five, like, cause it's one a week. Um, but for anyone that's in the $10 and up tier, uh, which you're also able to always put a cap on. So you could just, you know, once you pay your $10 once a month, that can be it. But anyone that's in the $10, um, tier or higher is going to be automatically put into this patch of the month club. So I've been, uh, working on collecting and designing a bunch of patches, uh, because that's become a really big thing at wasteland bigger than it used to be for sure. Um, like tribes have their, all their own patches. A lot of people trade them. Um, and I've been designing a few, um, and I've got two ready to go. Like literally sitting here next to me, I'm not going to show you them yet. Cause I don't know what order they're going to come out in, but, um, but, uh, I'm very excited to have a marking makeup come and design a patch for me as well. So what do you have? what do you, what, what kind of a design would you make for me? What kind of design do you want? You want it to be and makeshift you know, themed, right? No, well, no, it just needs to be post-apocalypse. It can be anything post-apocalypse, oh, but I love like, you've got a shop, you've got your Etsy shop where you have a bunch of patches already, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. so I have a lot of patches and bottle cap pins cause it's fun and easy. Uh, yeah. uh my stuff is always kind of bold and kind of graphic, not graphic, graphic, but cartoony and mm-hmm. straightforward and not subtle. So yeah. Yeah. Get yeah, ready. that's what I want. I, I want. I want all that stuff that bold, reads cartoony, yeah. straightforward, not subtle. That's yeah. the kind of patch we need. Well, hold on to your hats. <laughs> all right, perfect. Well, I can't wait to see what you come up with. Um, but yeah, I'm going to start this in January. So if you are in the uh, in the ten dollar and up categories on the Patreon, you will start getting your patches delivered in February. And uh, I'm going to wait until the new year to announce which the uh which which patch is going to be first but i'm hoping a lot of people jump in there because these are so much more economical when i buy a lot of them and i want to keep them as exclusive as possible but i not every one of them is going to be exclusive because uh it's just hard it's you gotta you gotta buy these in bulk and so until i've got you know enough people involved where i can order you know just the right a number 
uh, until then, the exclusives will be, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I'm trying something. You know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I have been a big fan of everything you try. Your posters back there. There are, Every time I need to send a postcard, it's I send a postcard. Oh, yeah. So your little nice. postcards. I got all your stuff. Dog I tags. Know you do. I got it all. Yeah, I've got a bunch of yours too. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised I wasn't happening to wear one of your t-shirts today. <laughs> is there? To, uh, remind us, is there a future to your beauty line? What? Where was that? Did you? Oh well, I did just. I added to the soaps. I added soaps to the beauty line. Um, finally, so um, I've got a trio of soaps <laughs> that are that are also Eli's cat oil wash bars. Um, yeah, there's three different scents. Well, they're not actually scents, but one's salt, one's charcoal, and one's like um, bourbon something. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's three of these like little wash bars that come in a really cool rust painted bag, um, that comes from friend of the show wildling sent those over. They look really cool. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I still think there's going to be more. It's the merch is tough. Merch is tough to sell. And then when you sell it, you got to ship it. So it's, uh, it's really tough to stay on that stuff. Uh, it's just kind of wild, but that's one of the reasons I'm, I want to try this patch of the month club thing because then it'll kind of create a routine of like shipping stuff and maybe i'll be able to push some more merch i don't know but yeah it helps artists like myself and like marky the cosmetic mechanic when you buy our stuff so that we can keep producing all these crazy wastelandy videos buy our silly stuff folks now more than ever <laughs> shop small support an artist skip walmart and find something weird online <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly all right cool so uh anything else you want to throw out there did you have a good 2023 i think i had a great 2023 this felt like a good year it it's i don't know if it'll go down as like a crazy memorable year it was just good you know like there was there was no major crises uh no major change of life stuff um it was it just it's just good. Things are just swimming right along. <laughs> Do you have a message for Mike Darling in December 2024? Oh, good God, Mark. You want to get hit me with these kind of questions? Yeah. Right after that, I'm going to ask you where you see yourself in five years. Right oh, after boy, this. That um, five years is too far, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, um, makeshift of 2024. Um, you either need to dye all of your grays or stop dyeing your hair if you're not going to stay on top of it because this whole like four-tone color thing is not doing anyone any favors. That's all I'm going to say. So hopefully you fixed it by then. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Apocalypse Post. <laughs> I am no, no, you make up your cosmetic mechanic. No, you this can't. You can't hijack. Mike Darling. Oh, what? You, you want to do the end? You can't hijack <laughs> the end of my show. That's your show. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Marky Makeup, oh, the cosmetic pleasure. mechanic. I, I can do this all day. Hey, once again, uh, what's your Instagram handle so that people can tune in there? The Instagram is the cosmetic mechanic, and there is 149 episodes of Wasteland Wednesday available. They go live seven o'clock uh, California time. And it's a lot of, sometimes it's interviews, sometimes it's arts and crafts, sometimes it's Furiosa Trailer Apocalypse series. And, uh, you know, it could be, could be anything. And I'm always open to having guests on too. So hit me up if you got something to discuss. 
Perfect. Well, I love it. And I know I've been a part of that show a couple of times now. So it is really fun. And I'm glad you're doing it because, you know, someone's got it. And you're crushing it. Crushing it. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Give the show a thumbs up or a comment or a review if you're able to on your player. Uh, And the best thing you can do is if you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. But if you hated it, share it with an enemy. And don't forget to hijack their show. Anyway, we'll see you next time, survivors. Stay alive. And days and days and days and days and days and days.